if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Allow me to explain. It's free, and we all love free stuff. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right. Um, Podcast, ECSW podcast here on Apple, Spotify, um, every podcast platform that you can access virtually as this podcast. That's not really true all the way, but we'll roll with it. Uh, This is a remote podcast. I'm not doing this uh, from my normal setup. I am still at home but I am not doing this where I normally do it. So I don't know if the audio is going to be good. I don't know if it's going to be bad. I don't know if it's going to be loud enough, whatever, but we're just going to have to roll with it and go from there. Um, It's going to be a quick and easy one. I'm trying to do this uh, before Better Call Saul starts Monday night, episode seven, 40 minutes from now. So we got to get rolling now and let's do it. So I'm going to go over the worst sports losses that I've experienced uh, from my teams over the years. So I'm only 20. Um, most of the stuff that is here was within the last decade. I will bring up some things that happened before I could really remember or care enough. Um, so I'll do that here. 2004 World Series for the Cardinals. Uh, that was a tough one. You know, that was a really dominant team that year. Edmonds, Roland, and Pools were a dynamic trio. They all had fantastic seasons that year. And it just didn't work out the way that, um, the way that, you know, we all thought it would in the playoffs, I guess. Uh, I, but at the end of the day, the Red Sox were a team of destiny. So that one doesn't hurt that bad. But I think it's worthy of bringing up uh, another similar situation. Um, 2005 Illini. Now, they were the ones that felt like a team of destiny. That team was dominant. They were, what, like 27-0. and They lose to Ohio State in the regular season. They roll into the uh, into the tournament. They win a couple games. Elite eight, they're down 15 with under five to go. They beat Arizona. They beat Louisville in the final four. And then it's a questionable game. The referees on both ends were pretty brutal in that game. I have rewatched it a couple times um, against North Carolina in the national championship. So the fact that Illinois never won a title, that hurts. It really hurts with this. Um, and then I'll bring up one of these later, but just a general overall thing. Me being a Suns fan, uh, it has sucked almost the entire time, but I think them for getting Steve Nash, drafting him, then getting rid of him, then bringing him back. But every playoff loss with Steve Nash always hurt because Steve Nash, Hall of Fame player, one of the greats, doesn't have a ring, and that hurts. That I don't like. I don't like that. That is uh, the reality. I really don't. Um, but anyway, let's get into some of the losses over the last decade. And I have a few uh, people that commented their experiences at the end. So, without further ado, here we go. All right. 2013 NCAA round of 32. Illinois loses to Miami. Miami was a two seed that year. Illinois loses the game by four. Illinois was a seven seed. Weird game back and forth. I remember Shane Larkin being on that Miami team. Um, He had a big three at the end, but the ball ricocheted off of a Miami player. They gave the ball to Miami, so that was a ridiculously BS call. So that really is what makes this hurt more than others. Because I've seen a lot of Illinois tournament losses, and that is just the way it goes, I guess. Um, This is a tough one for sure. This is 2013, so I don't remember it that well, but I remember watching it and being very, very upset with the refs. And even at that age, probably a few uh, profanities thrown in the air somewhere. So, there you go. 
I really hope my mic doesn't suck right now because if I record this whole thing without whatever, let's just go. All right. Over to the Green Bay Packers, where I've seen a lot. Um, now, I just want to, you know, overall say that this is not some sort of, uh, you know, feel bad for me type of thing. It's not. It's not even close to that. I know there's bigger things going on in the world right now, and this may seem small to some people, but it's fun to go over stuff like this. I was hearing people on the radio the other night uh, doing similar things, so I figured I'll do it myself. Instead of calling in and telling them, I'll use some content for it, which there's more content coming later this week to this channel. Hint, hint. Anyway, 2017, week 15 against the Panthers, uh, the season where Rodgers breaks his collarbone. He comes back early in week 15 to try to make a playoff push, get into the playoffs. They did not do so. Uh, Rodgers returned. He just didn't look right, wasn't throwing very well. Uh, yeah, I think he threw three touchdowns and three interceptions. They only lost the game by seven, but uh, Aaron Rodgers throwing three interceptions is something that I'm not used to. So there's that. Uh, 2011 NFC Divisional Round game against the Giants. The Packers have had a lot of trouble against the Giants in my time. Um, in 2016, I remember that that playoff year, uh, they beat the Giants at Lambeau, just beat the hell out of them uh, en route to a NFC Championship loss, which, you know, Seen that a hundred times, but anyway, um, yeah, there the was a 15 and one Packer team that was Rogers' first MVP year 2011, and they just uh, fell apart in round two, I guess, of the playoffs. Their first game, though, obviously they had a bye, uh, but yeah, that was a tough one. 15 and one season. I thought, hey, we're gonna defend the title, get right on back to it, and it didn't go the way that I thought it would. So there you go. Uh, 2012 and 2013 losses to San Francisco in the playoffs. So. These Packer teams were okay, I guess. I know one of the losses was at Lambeau. They just couldn't stop Kaepernick. He was running all over them. And though, you, you got to remember, folks, those were the peak of bad Packer defenses. Like, the Super Bowl defense was good. A year after that, when they went 15-1, that defense was good. But after that year, just brutal defense from, from there on out. And they couldn't stop a quarterback that could run. And that was a trend that we've seen a lot of times at uh, Lambeau and with the Packers. So, losing to the Niners hurts. Um... I've seen them lose to the Niners three times in the last 10 years in the playoffs, so that's unfortunate. And really, they struggle against them in the regular season, too. I've seen a couple regular season wins. I remember one at uh, Levi's Stadium where Rodgers lit it up uh, there, and then the one last year at Lambeau with the comeback on Monday Night Football. But other than that, they've had trouble with the Niners, so there you go. Um, 2014 NFC title game at Seattle. This was the worst thing I have ever experienced in my sporting. This is the number one worst loss. Oh, my God, I can't even... I don't even want to talk about it right now. It was so bad. Um, they're winning this entire game. They always have trouble going into Seattle and winning. I don't even know if Rodgers has ever won there. I don't even think he has. Maybe once. I don't know. They've always had so much freaking trouble at Seattle. This is the peak of Seattle's tremendous defenses with the Legion of Boom, Cam Chancellor, Brandon Browner, who's in prison, but that's not. That's besides the point. This is a football thing. Richard Sherman. Earl Thomas, just a tremendous defense in Seattle. The Packers were controlling the game completely for the first three quarters. And the rest is history. The onside kick miss, um, where Brandon Boston got to go through his hands and Seattle recovered it. The entire thing, and then they lose that game. Seattle goes into the Super Bowl trying to repeat. I think that was going for a repeat. Yeah, and then, or, eh, I don't know if it was. Never mind, whatever. But they lose to the Patriots. That was brutal. Um, not great. So, there you go. Uh, 2016 and 2019 NFC title game losses for the Packers. So, at Atlanta, that was a run-the-table year. The Packers were, uh, what were they, uh, 
four and four and six, and they won the next six games. I'm trying to remember all the games in my head here. Okay, so it started Monday night against Philadelphia. Then it was um, was it Houston after that? Oh come on, Houston. Why am I not remembering this? This is brutal. Uh, they beat Houston in the snow at Lambeau. Um, there's another one that I'm forgetting, but they then they beat the Vikings at Lambeau. They beat the Bears in Chicago. Rodgers throws a bomb to seal the deal there. Crosby hits the game winner. And then Week 17 at Detroit. Sunday Night Football, Rodgers lights it up to win the NFC North. Going to the playoffs, that was the year they beat the living crap out of the Giants at Lambeau, like I mentioned earlier. And then it goes to uh, the second round, the divisional round, and they beat the Cowboys in Dallas. Rodgers makes one of the greatest. I think that's his greatest forever. If you haven't seen it, look it up. Aaron Rodgers to Jared Cook uh, at Dallas in the playoffs. Just an unbelievable throw. Going to his left, not even set, just throws it on the sideline. Tiptoe catch for Cook to seal a big-time field goal for Crosby. Send him to the NFC Championship. And they run into a uh, juggernaut offense, and they could not. They had zero answers for Matt Ryan, who won the MVP that season, or Julio Jones, or anyone. And an Aaron Ripkowski fumble early in that game really sealed the deal. They just got the break speed off of him at Atlanta, and that was unfortunate. Then this year, you know, weirdest football season I've ever seen. They go 13 and three. Matt Lafleur's first season as the head coach. They get into the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers had one of his best games, even though it was a close game at the end against Seattle at Lambeau to win the the first round there. And then, um, and then we see them just get killed by the Niners again. They couldn't stop the run. It's a whole big thing. But every NFC title loss that I've seen with Aaron Rodgers just sucked because I want him to win another Super Bowl so bad. Um, I'm glad I've seen him win one. That was great. I've seen all my teams win something except for. Illinois and uh, the Suns, the basketball teams that I root for. But other than that, I've been pretty successful. I mean, Oregon has never won a national title, but I don't really pay attention to Oregon enough. You can call me a fan, but whatever. Anyway, now to the Cardinals, the team that I've seen win two titles. I remember where I was for both the 2011 and 2006 World Series. I was jumping on top of a bed in 2006 when Wainwright struck out Brandon Inge, and I was in Colorado at a parent's friend's house in 2011. Um, whenever the Cardinals beat the Rangers in Game 7. It was, I believe, uh, David Murphy fly out to left field. Alan Craig catches it. What a ride, Joe Buck. The Cardinals are the World Series champs, 2011. So I've seen them win two. Then you go to 2013, a dominant playoff run by Michael Walker. He was excellent in that season. So good. He has never been the same since then. Now he's with the Mets, obviously. But he was so good that year. Um, That wasn't even really that great of a Cardinal team. I would say... Um, but they were pretty good. I mean, Matt Carpenter burst on the scene then. Uh, just a pretty good, solid team. They couldn't get it done against the Red Sox. That would be the Red Sox' third title since 2004. So they won in 04, they won in 07, they won in 13, then, of course, they won in 2018. So the Red Sox have been probably the most dominant overall franchise in the last 15 years in baseball. 16, I guess, if you want to count 04. But that's what it is, and uh, they're a solid club, and uh, they always will be, I'd say, for now. Whatever. I don't even know what that part means. Anyway, 2015 NLDS lost to the Cubs. So this was a situation where it felt like the Cubs were going to be on their way to a World Series soon. They didn't make it in 2015. They got absolutely demolished by the Mets in the NLCS that year. Uh, But the Cardinals came out firing in Game 1. I remember they won that game. I believe they lost Game 2, and then they lost Game 3. 
And then game four was that Wrigley. John Lackey just couldn't get it done. He looked bad. And remember, folks, this is a Cardinal team that won 100 games that year. So they were a good team. They were not to be truffled with, as they say. But the Cardinals were good that year. That was the last playoff season, or that, that game four at Wrigley was the last. By the way, I don't want to mention it, but I figure if any Cub fans are listening to this, they'll be mad at me for not mentioning this, but uh, Kevin Segrist giving up the longest home run of all time, basically, to Kyle Schwarber. He absolutely tanked that ball. Uh, but anyway, game four, John Lackey just gets killed, and it just didn't work out that year. So it sucks losing to your rival for sure. And I had to stop recording because I had to sneeze, so there you go with that. Anyway, luckily I remember what I was talking about. Okay, 2015, uh, yeah, you just lose. You win 100 games that year. You dominate the division. Uh, that was a good Cardinal team. I have to sneeze again, so hang on a sec. Sometimes you just can't hold those in, folks. And now it's really hard to talk because my nose. All right, unprofessional, but whatever. I, I'm not here to be completely professional. Sorry. Anyway, on to the Blues. Uh, let me just phrase this, okay? I'm a Blues fan, yes. Have I been watching hockey my entire life? No. Have I been watching the Blues and been a Blues fan for over five years? I would say yes. Uh, I just, my nose, oh my God, folks. Okay. Um, the Blues were a franchise that just couldn't win the big one up until this year. And 2016, I believe, was the second or third time I've watched the Blues in the playoffs. I was invested on that run. They started out... Um, Beating the Blackhawks in seven games. I'll never forget that game seven. Troy Brower with a huge goal. Uh, taking down the juggernaut Blackhawks who were coming off of a cup the year before. Um, and then they beat Dallas in seven games, I believe it was. that. Or, yeah, seventh game was just a dominant performance by the Blues there. And then they go to the Sharks. And this is why I've never liked the Sharks. They beat the Blues. They go on to the cup. They lose to the Penguins. But finally... Revenge three years later. So the Blues win the cup in 2019. The Sharks still haven't won one. So ha, suck on that, Shark fans. Ha, got him. I'm sure there's Shark fans listening to this. Not. Anyway, uh, they beat Winnipeg in round one. They beat Dallas in round two. Game seven, overtime. Winner, thanks for coming, Pat Maroon. And then uh, they beat the living hell. When I talk about an ugly series for another team, where the, this team... The Blues just drove the Sharks right into the ice. So physical. The, the Blues were more physical in the Sharks series than any series that season. And that was a physical team last year. The Blues were very physical. Sammy Blay could really, really throw the body around. All their defensemen were just massive. Jay Bomeister, Colton Pareko, Alex Petrangelo. Just such a big decor. Robert Bortuzzo got some time too. Just a really physical team. And that was a fun run uh, to watch. But losing to the Sharks in 2016 hurt a lot. And uh, I don't even remember it that much, but I remember being pissed about it. Um, but I think them winning in 2019 kind of wiped 2016 from my memory. So there you go. And finally, this is not a, I don't remember this series very well. Uh, this is, I think, the last time the Suns were in the playoffs, 2010. I remember they beat the Spurs in round two, finally taking care of the Spurs there. And then Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, just beat the hell out of him. He couldn't stop. He was scoring 30-plus every single game. And that was really Steve Nash's last chance at the big one in Phoenix. Couldn't get it done. And all the great years that he gave us in Phoenix, I loved. Uh, he's the reason that I'm a Suns fan. I don't know if that's really a blessing or not. But, I mean, Steve Nash was my favorite basketball player by far. Not even close. No one's ever going to touch that. And the Suns, let me just be frank here, they've been garbage and worthless 
ever since they traded him to the Lakers. That's all it comes down to. Devin Booker's a great player, star player, future superstar player probably. But it's uh, they're just not winning. They don't win. They suck. How else am I supposed to put it? But uh, yeah, those are all the losses that I can think of. I'm sure there's more. And I'm sure as we go on more without sports, I'll think of more content for this. Uh, Thursday, I got a little something special cooked up coming on Thursday. So you'll uh, have to wait and see for that. It may or may not have, have something to do with the NFL with this potential special guest. Um, but let's go to the commenters. I, I asked on Facebook. I asked on Twitter for some comments on their worst playoff loss. And uh, I didn't even write down the names, but I'll keep their names private because, you know, what's the point in saying full names and all that stuff? But anyway, one of them, 1996 Braves World Series loss to the Yankees. Now, you got to remember, folks, the Braves were a non-winning championship dynasty. Like, they dominated the NL East for years. They had the big three in the pitching rotation with Glavin, Smoltz, and Maddox. And a team that won championships and that was a dynasty, of course, the New York Yankees. And this was, I mean, I I would have loved to be around for the, the 90s World Series. they just so great. Um, so, you know, I don't, obviously I wasn't alive during this series. I know Bobby Cox was the manager of the... Uh, of the Braves, I believe they won 96 games that season. Then the Yankees, Joe Torre, I think they won around 91 or 92. Um, and there was a lot of Hall of Fame players in this series. This was when Wade Boggs was on the Yankees. Obviously, Jeter's going in this year. Tim Raines was on the Yankees. He made it last year. Mariano Rivera made it last year as well. And then Joe Torre, the manager of the Yankees at the time, who works in the MLB offices now, he was a Hall of Famer. Bobby Cox is a Hall of Famer. John Sheerholtz, the um, the Braves GM at the time, it was a Hall of Famer. Tom Glavin, Chipper Jones, Greg Maddox, John Smoltz, all of those guys. And, uh, yeah, the uh, Braves beat the Cardinals in seven to get there. The Yankees beat the Orioles in five. Uh, this was just a hell of a time. It was when Vin Scully was doing games over the on the radio. Um, I remember game one, the Braves just beat the living hell out of the Yankees at Yankee Stadium. And then uh, game two, they beat them again 4 nothing. So they're up 2 nothing now. And then the Yankees go into, uh, what, what was it at the time? Atlanta, uh, Fulton County Stadium. And beat them, I remember. Because um, I've watched some of these games before. Like, this is a time where we're watching old games. And this is a great World Series to watch back. Uh, game four, the Yankees would win again 8-6, to six, I think. Uh, and then game five, Yankees again won nothing. So the Yankees really took control and then they finished it off in Game 6 in the Bronx, 3-2. to two. Uh, Jimmy Key got the win there. That was interesting. Um, and, yeah, so the Yankees never never got it done. And here's a fun one. This series was referenced in popular culture. On the Millennium, a Seinfeld episode from 1997, George Costanza, an employee of the Yankees, destroys the team's 1996 World Series trophy by dragging it behind his car. This is one of the many stunts performed by George in an effort to make Yankees owner George Steinbrenner fire him so he can take the job offer from the New York Mets. Tremendous episode. And folks, great time to watch Hulu. Seinfeld on Hulu, I should have said. Um, great time to do that. Just do it. Watch Seinfeld. Perfect show. Tremendous show. Anyway, um, a couple more. Uh, the 2011 AFC title loss for the Ravens and the Patriots. Of course, the Patriots go on to the Super Bowl, lose to the Giants that year. I referenced 2011 earlier. And then this year... The Derrick Henry game, of course. The Titans, they would lose in the AFC Championship, but they beat a dominant Ravens team with an MVP quarterback, Lamar Jackson, 
at Baltimore in the divisional round. So that was fun. I uh, hope everyone enjoyed this. If you have any more comments, leave them down below. Follow me at on Twitter at Ethan Carter SW. More content coming this week. And you can follow the new Illini Basketball Podcast Twitter account at Podcast Illini. At Podcast Illini. Hope you guys enjoy. Hope everyone's staying safe. Make sure to stay home if you, if you can. Um, and yeah, we'll be back more content later in the week. And I'll see you next time.